You've tuned into The Dr. Lowe Show with naturopathic doctor, Dr. Lauren Noel, where you hear the best in natural medicine, nutrition, and mindset from the world's top doctors, authors, influencers, and Dr. Lowe herself. Trying just to pop a pill for a symptom? You've got the wrong exit. Seeking doable ways to live a happier, healthier life and have fun doing it? Welcome to The Dr. Lowe Show. Hello, it's so good to have you. I'm your host, Dr. Lauren Noel. Welcome back to the show. It has been a little bit since I've had an episode go up and it's great to be back. Thank you so much for joining me. If you aren't familiar with me, I'm a naturopathic doctor with a focus in hormones and fertility. And I've been practicing for 10 years and doing this show for almost 11 years. So pretty cool stuff. I love what I do. It's really fun. I'm based here in San Diego, but I work with patients in the area and also all over the country too. That's the beauty of technology. So yeah, it's so great to be back with you guys. It's been a wild last few weeks. I am, if you follow me on Instagram, you know that I moved out of my moldy house about 10 uh, months ago. And so I've been moving from hotels to Airbnbs and I'm right around the corner from being able to move back into my house. Everything got kind of delayed with all the stuff going on in the world, but it's great. I'm really excited to be back in and it's taught me some good lessons along the way of just being flexible and being grateful too. just having a roof over my head. So a lot to be grateful for. I hope you all are doing great. You're in good spirits. You're feeling encouraged. Things are going well for you. You're staying connected to each other and looking at the bright side of each day. That's what gets us through, right? All we have is this moment. So try not getting try to not get too far ahead of yourself. That's what I've been really focusing on with myself is just staying in the moment and enjoying the day. So this episode is going to be, I think, great for so many of you. I know that stress is a big part of life that affects us significantly and especially lately. And my guest is going to really help to give some normalcy to your day and some systems, hopefully to reduce some of this stress. So I loved this interview and I know that you will too. And before we jump into more of the episode, I want to say a couple of things. One is if you've been listening to my show for a while and you feel like you need just to get a little bit more support with health, if you want to get some lab testing done, you want to have a doctor look at things, I would be happy to work with you. Again, I'm predominantly in hormones and autoimmune conditions, fertility. I also do a lot with patients with digestive disorders and look at things from more of a holistic perspective. So I really look under the hood, figure out what's going on with you and get to the root of the problem instead of just treating your symptoms. It's important to treat symptoms to give some relief, but let's be honest, it doesn't really get to the root of what's causing those symptoms. And that's what naturopathic medicine focuses on. So if you want to get some testing done, want to do a visit with me, I'd be happy to work with you. You can learn more about how I practice and information on how to get booked over at shinenaturalmedicine.com. So shinenaturalmedicine.com. And um, we are happy to help. Also want to give some love to our amazing show sponsor, Paleo Valley. This is a company I've worked with for a while now. It's something I've been recommending to a lot of my patients. And one thing they have in particular that I'm really excited about is their full spectrum defense bundle. I'm a big believer in working on your inner shield. I'm not a fan of us all living in a bubble and not being connected to each other, not being around each other, because we know, and I talk about this later in the episode, that the number one factor in your health is actually social support, being connected to one another. So living in a bubble, never being around other people, 
Yeah. I guess if you look at things from the germ or microbe theory, you're not going to be exposed to things, but at the same time, you're also not going to be exposed to the good bacteria of being around other people. And also the social and mental and the spiritual connection with others. And that's extremely important. So we do want to make sure that we are focusing on being around others and focusing on an inner shield, right? How can we get our bodies to a healthier place to where we don't have to live in a bubble? And that's my philosophy. And I focus a lot on that with patients. So they have this really cool bundle over at paleovalley.com. It's their full spectrum defense bundle. And there's three different products that come in it. And I've been recommending this for a lot of my patients. So the first one that they have is one of their supplements called neuro effect. And this helps with calming stress. So there's some really solid data that stress reduces the immune system. It actually makes fewer natural killer cells, which fight viral infections. And it really, it inhibits the activity of your white blood cells. And that's important. So we want to help support those now and just generally. So it helps with stress. It has some ingredients to help to create focus, but more of a calmed focus and reducing the effects of stress in your body. The second product that they have in this bundle is their super greens powder. So this has a great dose of vitamin A, vitamin C, zinc, B vitamins, iron. There's 23 different superfoods in this and it's free of grasses. So a lot of us are sensitive to grasses, especially those who have leaky gut, even something like wheatgrass can be kind of hard to digest and it doesn't have these different ingredients. It's just very clean. It's freeze dried. It's high absorption of nutrients. And then the third product in the bundle is their essential C complex. So vitamin C, we know, obviously you guys know, this is important for the immune system, but also what a lot of people don't know is it's essential for adrenal function. So when you are under a lot of stress, you burn through vitamin C more. And when you're low in vitamin C, you are more sensitive to stress. So it can be this downward spiral. So optimizing these different nutrients, it helps to provide that inner shield so they're doing a discount on their website right now. It's 15% off. And then if you use my code, so for my listeners, you get an additional 15% off. And so it's a 30 day supply and it's free shipping and you get it within two to three days. So it's pretty good. So if you head over to paleovalley.com slash Dr. Lowe, D-R-L-O, and then at checkout, use the discount code, Dr. Lowe, you'll get that amazing discount. All right, you guys, let's jump into the show and talk about ways to help reduce stress and help to create some structure in your life and have more fun so you can live and not just survive. All right, enjoy. I'm so excited for this podcast episode. So my guest, I've actually been kind of fangirling on her, which is weird because I've been doing this show for 10 years. I've done hundreds of episodes and I don't really feel like I've fangirled on guests before. So it's kind of a new thing for me, (laughs) but I started following this amazing woman on, I think I was on the Apple podcast app and I was searching for something because I was really struggling just to maintain balance in my life. And her podcast popped up and I started listening to it. And then I started following her on Instagram and her approach really helped me a lot. And I'm also hoping that as we talk through this episode, it'll give me like a good jump start to get back on track with that. Because even though I'm a doctor, I don't always have it all figured out. I, I can just be a total train wreck sometimes in the way that I do things. And so I constantly need to have systems and people to help me kind of fine tune the way that I do things. So I know you guys listening will probably you might not be a train wreck necessarily, but I'm sure there's ways that we can all get more balance in our life and also get things done too. So my guest is Jess Massey, and she is a grad school dropout turned planner, designer, podcast host, 
and founder of the community-centered productivity brand, Hustle Sanely. She also has a membership called the BFF membership, which I'm a member of as well. So her planners, her Hustle Sanely planners and courses, she uses the five keys to hustling sanely, which we'll get into, to really teach busy women how to pursue their goals without getting burned out without getting overwhelmed. And also, I think most importantly, not sacrificing their mental health and their relationships, because how many people can attest to being a workaholic, but maybe not feeling fulfilled in your personal life, or maybe it's affecting your health. So she's really passionate about helping women manage their time and their energy and creating schedules that set them up to live peacefully productive lives, which I love that name, by the way. So welcome to the show. I am so stoked to be here. Thank you so much for having me on. I absolutely love talking about the five keys to hustling sanely. So my face already hurts from smiling, just listening to you intro it. What's so cool about it is you, yes, you have this company hustle sanely. You guys are crushing it with putting out so much content, so much in terms of like products and all of that. And you yourself as a business owner have to constantly go back to these keys for yourself, right? So oh, you're practicing absolutely. this. Yes, yes. yes I created so. them more so for me before I intended to put them out into the world. So it's really cool how it's come full circle. Yeah. And you have to be, you have to be in integrity with what you practice. Like for me, Absolutely. I'm a naturopathic doctor. I'm teaching people about their health, but if I'm not living that way, they're going to see that lack of integrity mm-hmm. and they're just going to be like, okay, this, this isn't legit. So right. um, you guys definitely want to follow Jess over on Instagram. What's your handle again? Jess M Massey is okay. my personal, and that's the one that I hang out on the most. We have a business Instagram for hustle sanely, where we post about like our products, our sales, that kind of stuff. But I'm way more fun on Jess and You're so fun sure. on there. I don't follow a lot of people on Instagram, but I, I love keeping with what you're doing. So you guys definitely give oh, thank follow. You. Okay, let's get back. Let's rewind to your story. Why did you create Hustle Sanely? I know a little bit. I know that you were a little bit of a workaholic. So give us the history of why you're doing what you're doing. Yeah, so not a little bit of a workaholic, girl. <laughs> I was a lot of it workaholic. I went back to college in 2015. So I was 25, and that's where we'll start. So I graduated, I guess I'll go back a little bit more. I graduated with my first degree in 2012. And after that, I was just fumbling around. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know what I wanted to pursue. So I was just hopping around like in and out of different jobs. And I've always been the type of person who I have to be passionate about what I'm doing. And I think that's why it's so easy for me to spiral into kind of leaning into that workaholicness is because I typically am really passionate about what I'm doing. So I went back to school in 2015 to pursue a degree in speech language pathology. So while I was in grad school, I was obviously in grad school. And with becoming an SLP, you are required to do internships, like on-site internships, which I'm sure you're familiar with being Mm -hmm. the line of work that you're in. And I was also working two, sometimes three jobs while I was in grad school and doing the internship. Just because, like I said, I get very passionate about what I do. So it's hard for me to walk away from stuff. So (laughs) I was a personal trainer. That was like one of my little side hustles, if you will. I had an office job, just like a nine to five. And then I was also working at a special needs school. I think it was two or three days a week as first the PE coach. And then as the speech language pathology assistant, when our school's SLP went out on maternity leave. So I had a super full plate and I hit rock bottom in, I want to say 2006. 
2016, maybe 2017, where I was just like, there's no way that I can maintain this because my marriage, I wouldn't say it was on the rocks, but it was just like, just, I don't know. It wasn't, wasn't there was no like vibrance. Yeah. Yeah. Like my friendships, I felt like they were all so hollow. My relationships with my family, like everything in my life, this is a good way to say it. Everything in my life, other than work and school was very surface level, like very shallow. There was no depth to anything. And you know, three, I don't know how familiar you are with Enneagram. Okay. Oh, are you? Of course you are. That's what I get a lot of people. Um, and so I'm very good at compartmentalizing my emotions. And if something isn't going well, I pretend that it's fine. And I throw myself into my work. And so that's where I had ended up. And I will never forget, I was studying for a neuroanatomy exam. And I was sitting on my office floor, I had flashcards for the cranial nerves spread all (laughs) around me. And my husband, he just taps on the door and he just popped his head in and he's, Hey, just checking in. Do you need to come out and eat? Are you doing okay? And I lost it. I don't know. It was nothing that he said, but like, I just snapped and I was bawling my eyes out. Like Mm. I knew that I was unhealthy. I felt like a shell of a human. Like I was making good grades. I was excelling at work, but everything else in my life was just so empty. And so for whatever reason, by the grace of God is what I like to say that moment, I just had an awakening and I was like, okay, I was not created to live like this and no goal or dream, which at the time was becoming an SLP is worth sacrificing my mental health and relationships. Yeah. So that's when I started taking just like personal development seriously. And I was like, okay, what do I need to do to be a healthy human from the inside out and actually pay attention to things in my life other than work and school. So that was the catalyst. Mm-hmm. And I always say that I started Hustle Sanely by accident because I didn't sit down with a notebook and a pen and be like, all right, what are some keys and some principles right. that I can follow? Like it just organically, I started just trying to better myself. And then people were seeing that kind of happen on Instagram. I just put it all together a couple of years later. I actually didn't announce or make public the five keys to hustling sanely until early 2020, which is so crazy to think about because wow. I feel like they've been a part of my life for so long. I just didn't have a name for them. So that's how the five keys came to be. That's so wild that it happened early 2020. Like how mm-hmm. divine was that? That's what you we are really telling needed. Me. Yeah. Yes. Oh my goodness. I love that so much. And the five keys, did that just kind of come to you as well? Yes. So it's the the five keys of Sainly. I can go over them really quickly yeah, let's do because it. once I name them, it makes sense because they sound, I don't know, elusive. You're like, whoa, the five keys. But right. it's not really as intense as it sounds. A lot of the times we're doing some of these things just subconsciously without thinking about it. But I feel like when you give something a name, you're able to be more intentional about it. And it's not just something that's like on the back burner. So Mm -hmm. key number one is get your mindset right. Key number two is get clear on your vision. Key number three is define your priorities. Key number four is create your routines and schedule. And then key number five is implement Hustle Sanely 5 every day. So that's the only one that I feel like needs some like serious explanation. Yeah. So the we call it HS5, Hustle Sanely 5, HS5. I like to tell people to think of these as your daily action steps for how to hustle sanely. So if you feel like scattered all over the place, just burnt out, overwhelmed, like latch on to HS5 
put it into play and just get your bearings about you, like get your footing, get grounded. So it's a list of five intentional things that the Hustle Stanley community, we do every day to help us really just ditch overwhelm, clear the clutter and focus our best time and energy on things that actually align with our goals so that we're making consistent and sustainable progress, but without sacrificing our mental health and relationships. Yeah. So those five items, number one is complete your focus three. Number two is move your body for 30 minutes. Number three is tidy for 15 minutes. Number four is say or do one kind thing for yourself. And then number five is say or do one kind thing for someone else. So I love HS5 because it encompasses us as whole beings because Mm -hmm. it's, you know what I'm like, we're taking care of our bodies, like our physical bodies. We're taking care of our space, our physical space. We're taking care of ourselves inside by saying or doing one kind thing for ourselves. And then we're also looking outward at others by having to say or do one kind thing for someone else intentionally. I think so. I'm I'm sure so many of us can relate to where you feel like you're busy all day long. You're just Mm -hmm. doing all the things you have this really long to-do list. And I know I felt it too, but at the end of the day, you're like, I didn't move the needle. I didn't get anything done that actually matters, you know? And sometimes I think we can be a little bit addicted to getting little things done because it makes us feel like we're productive. Mm -hmm. But if you guys listening, if you always feel like there's people around you that they're putting out content, they're constantly creating things and you don't feel like you can ever get there, then you're probably not having your number one priorities, right? Or or your vision Mm -hmm. clear, but just the way that you structure your day needs to be tweaked. So I love the focus three, especially. So can you talk about what that is? Yeah. So the focus three, those are your three items every, like you choose a different focus three every single day. And those are just the three items on your to-do list for the day that you want to give your best time and energy to like, they're your non-negotiables. Like, okay, no matter what goes down today, like these three things are getting done. And me personally, I like to schedule my focus three early on in the day. If possible, Mm -hmm. sometimes if it's like an interview or a meeting, obviously like those are time bound most of the time. So you can't necessarily knock them out at the beginning of the day. But my focus three, like those are things. And at the end of the day too, like how you just said, you worded it so well, where you're like, you feel like you're going, going, going all day. So busy making all these little like check marks on your list. But then at the end of the day, you look back and you're like, but I actually did nothing. Like I didn't move the needle. Like I'm still just spinning in the same spot. And the purpose of focus three is to keep that from happening. Mm -hmm. It's because when we look at a giant to-do list, like as one big thing, like no priorities are defined, it's so tempting to just grab at the easy stuff just so that you can get that check mark high is what I call it. Cause you're like, Oh, cool. Check, check, check. But it's like, okay, you just spent four hours in your Instagram DMS or answering emails. But like, what about the projects that you're actually needing to move the needle forward on? You didn't do anything for those because that wasn't on your top priority list. So that's my favorite thing about focus three is your top priorities, your non-negotiables are clearly defined every single day. Yeah, exactly. And that's the really, I see the big difference between hustling and hustling sanely Mm -hmm. because I know like it's just so big in our culture. Like I'll sleep when I die. I'm Mm -hmm. a hustler. It's it's almost glorified, but that we have a very unhealthy culture. And I do think that those two things are connected. So when you implement these things every day, you do hustle sanely because you Mm -hmm. are making that time 
time for the things that matter and also taking care of yourself too. Oh my gosh, I love this. And it's, you guys, it's a practice. It's not like overnight, you all of a sudden do HS5 consistently. Like lately, I will be real. Like I haven't been consistent doing it lately. So I need to get back to that and do like a jump start and everything. And just being kind to yourself too, because life Mm -hmm. circumstances change. We go through different stages. So just giving yourself that grace because we can be, I think, especially women, we can be hard on ourselves. I agree. Yeah. And like you said, we call hustle sanely a lifestyle, mm -hmm. like more so than like a system. Yes, there are systems built in to hustle sanely, but it's just, it's so much more than a system because I really don't think that there is like a one size fits all productivity approach that works for everybody. Because like you just said, we're in and out of different seasons of our lives all the time. So we can't just expect the same thing to work for every single season. That doesn't make sense. Like it's not logical. So that's what I love about HS5. It can adapt with you as things are changing, like you can switch up how you're implementing HS5. So that's why I feel like it's one of, you know, the the easiest ways to get started with the hustle sanely lifestyle. Yeah, exactly. And like the, the 30 minute of exercise every day that has really helped me a lot. So rarely do I actually get the 30 minutes, but even just like 10 minutes, like seeing you mm-hmm. consistently working out on your Instagram and having that mm-hmm. be part of that lifestyle, it actually has really helped me to five days a week, I'm doing at least 10 oh, minutes. That's amazing. That's or whatever. Awesome. And I'm noticing mm-hmm. huge results. So it doesn't have to be perfectionist just about that progress. Exactly. Yes. Everything that I teach, I always say everything I teach, it's a tool, not a chain, make it yes. work for you and make tweaks where you need to make tweaks. I'd rather you do something than do nothing. Yep. 100%. Yep. So one of the things I really love about the way that you structure your business is you have different routine things that you do. We talked about the daily things, but also Mm -hmm. we can get into routines like morning and evening routines, because I think that's really important, but things like weekly, monthly, quarterly, yearly, Mm -hmm. like you have a pretty cool structure with that. So can you give us a little bit of the behind the scenes? Like what do you do? And obviously we don't have time for you to share all of it, but right, right. Maybe personally, or like with your business, what are some things that you feel like are must do's that help to keep things really steady? Yeah. So my brain gets very chaotic, very easily. I'm a visual person to my (laughs) core. So I need to be able to brain dump in a way that is organized and that makes sense to me. So I came up with these, I call them like check-in meetings. And it's Mm -hmm. just like how you said, they're broken down by different parts of the year. So I would say I have a yearly vision meeting and I have one with myself personally, that's for my business and my goals. And then my husband and I have one together that just brings our family goals to the surface and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I definitely, I feel like that one is the most common new year's. Everybody's like, let me sit down, review my goals. So that's definitely important. But I feel like a lot of people forget to assess the previous year. They just get super super stoked about setting new goals for the coming year. But I think it's really important to take some time to reflect on what went down the previous year. So you can learn from that grow from that. So that I would say is definitely an important one. And then after that, I break my goals down by quarter for my business. It's just how my brain works. Mm -hmm. If I have these big goals, and I'm like, all right, over the course of the next 12 months, 
I'm going to do this, 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 and this. I don't know. It overwhelms me. I yes. need it chunked down. I need action steps. I break my goals down into quarter. And then from this is where it gets more practical. I have a monthly check-in meeting with myself and it's where I check in on my goals, of course, and like my action steps, how things are going, but I check in with my mental health because I never want to get back to the place where I was when I was in grad school yeah. crying with my neuroanatomy. So I have that monthly check-in meeting that just assesses and it's not... All of my check-in meetings, something that I teach is you have to go into them like judgment-free. You can't yeah. be, you know, upset with yourself. Like you're looking at things like just as an observer. Yeah, just, just like, neutral. Okay, yeah. Yes, exactly. So you're like, okay, this is the progress I did or didn't make. This is how I'm feeling internally, externally, and you just have to be unbiased. And it's hard to do like it does take discipline and practice for sure. But that's what allows allows me anyway, to grow and change into the person that I want to be because you're seeing like the little, the little things that you can tweak. And then those little things that you tweak end up changing your whole entire life. Like how you said implementing those 10 minutes of exercise every day mm -hmm. doesn't sound like that big of a deal. But if you sit down, you're doing your monthly check in. And you're like, okay, what did I do that really worked for me this month? I started adding in 10 minutes of exercise. I'm going to keep doing that. Maybe I'll try to bump yeah. it up to 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. So Another thing that I do in that monthly check-in meeting is we have a thing called our monthly focus goal, because again, I think we can get really excited. We see a lot of different people going after a lot of different goals, especially yeah. on social media. So I think having a monthly focus goal is really helpful to number one, keep yourself from feeling overwhelmed, but number two, to actually make progress on a goal because you're focusing on something. You're not spreading yourself into trying to accomplish 15 different goals within a 30 day period. So that's a big part of the monthly check-in meeting is defining your focus goal. And then from the monthly check-in meeting is probably the one that I talk about the most on Instagram, just because I'm doing it often. And it's mm -hmm. the weekly prep meeting. And I like to do mine on Fridays. I know Sundays super common people like to prep for the week on Sundays, but my Sundays, that is my day rest for me. Yeah. yeah. So I don't like to do anything with my planners or anything like that. Google calendar. I like to just not have to deal with any of that on Sunday. So on Friday, it's actually the last like work task that I do to wrap up my work week is I plan the following week. And for that, I just define like what my top three tasks are for the coming week. And I get those from my focus goal. So it trickles down. You have your monthly focus goal. Then you have your top three tasks for each week. And then from that, that's how I create my focus three for each day. Mm -hmm. So I'll just look at my week as a whole, see, I plug in like all of my meetings and appointments, things that are time bound first. And then after that, I schedule in rest before I start filling up my schedule with like things that I would like to do. So then I plan out my rest and then I decide how I'm going to break up my top three tasks. Okay. What day do I need to do what? And then I typically plan my focus three, only one, sometimes two days ahead, just because things ebb and they flow, like things pop up, phone calls come in, you know what I'm saying? So I don't like to stress myself out and put myself in a box and be like, okay, this is my focus three for the next six days. So uh, that's yeah. just how I personally like to do it is I'll pick it out like one, sometimes two days in advance. Advanced, but that's pretty much the gist. I love that. I, I just organized my life. I had yeah. this like mental image of like your monthly focus is like this beautiful feast or this meal that you want to make. And 
each week is like each individual dish. And then mm-hmm. each day is like the different ingredients, you know, like, Oh my gosh. I bites. love that. Yeah, absolutely. I love food. So the food analogy just <laughs> yeah. really hit home with, me. you know, I try to do analogies. It just makes it really easy to get. And, yeah. and, but that's how you, that's how you do things where you got to do it little mm-hmm. bites at a time and, and not yeah. put too much on your plate. Cause there's, I think I remember hearing something like, we underestimate how much we can get done in a year, but we overestimate what we can get done in a day. Yes. So you have to like tweak that a bit. So with the quarters, do you do that for the year? Do you think about each quarter that? Yeah. So I okay. do like a quarterly check-in meeting as well. So I do a monthly check-in meeting and a quarterly check-in meeting. The mm-hmm. quarterly check-in meetings are just a little bit more like broad. Like I envision myself coming up like 3000 feet above everything and just looking from yeah. a bird's eye view type situation mm-hmm. and just making sure that number one, I always assess like my mental health, my physical health, like my relationships, how those kinds of things are going. Yeah. But I, during my yearly vision meeting, I assign goals to quarters because okay, that makes sense. I feel like if I assign them to months right off the bat, I just feel too boxed in totally. because there's just no wiggle room. I'm a person, I need structure, but like, I also need wiggle room. Like I'm yeah. not so type A that I want every single thing planned out for the whole entire year. That stresses me out. So I personally, I'll be like, okay, Q1, I'm focusing on these three goals. And then for my quarterly check-in meeting, I'll decide, okay, for January, February, March, this is my focus goal for January. This is my focus goal for February. This is my focus goal for March. So does that make Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And you guys too, this is like Cliff's notes of what mm-hmm. Jess does for her followers, for her clients. So she has courses, she has planners, journals. So there's lots of different tools depending on how your brain works, whether you want to do it like on your iPad or if you want to do mm-hmm. like a paper version. So there are ways to be able to implement these things that work for you. And we can maybe at the end, we can talk real quick about those things. So yeah, let's, totally. let's talk about routines in the morning and in the evening. How important are these? And, and what do you recommend for people that just want to get started with doing some routines? I am such a big fan of morning and evening routines, because to me, I visualize them as bookends for the day. Mm-hmm. Um, they just keep everything together instead of falling apart or the morning, my morning routine, it just sets the tone for the rest of my day. It gives me the the time and the space to just ground myself and to just really take ownership of my mindset. And that just affects yeah. how the whole rest of your day goes. And then for evening, for me, as a, I call myself a recovering workaholic, <laughs> I need that evening routine to transition myself from work mode to home mode to mm-hmm. not work mode. So that's kind of the purpose of my evening routine. So I think that's always my biggest tip for people. If you're wanting to create a morning and an evening routine, know why, like, don't just create them because they, you see pretty aesthetic ones on Instagram because you feel like you have to, I think everyone can benefit from a morning and evening routine, but you really need to know what your purpose is for each one. Like I said, the purpose of my morning one for me personally, my faith is very important to me. So Mm -hmm. that's my focus is to pour into my relationship with Christ in the mornings and then get my mindset right for the day. And then evenings, my purpose is just to kind of transition from work mode to family mode, house mode so that I'm actually being present in the evenings with my family. So that's, I would say the biggest thing is know why you're doing them and keep them simple. I feel like people feel the need to 
fill their routines to the brim, that will just stress you out. And you're Mm going to feel guilty because you're not sticking to them. Or you're going to be like, why can't I be consistent? It's because you have this long to do list that's for the first 30 minutes of your day. Then you have no Um, energy, right? For the the focus three, you're like, I'm exhausted. I can't do this. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Routines are supposed to energize you and make your days simpler. They're not supposed to stress you out and make things complicated. Mm -hmm. So if your routines are like making you feel stressed, you need to rearrange them because they're not Mm -hmm. serving you at all. Yeah, hundred percent. My, my only morning routine right now, cause I just need simple. I'm in like in a crazy mm-hmm. period of life, but I go to the gym for at least 10 minutes and then I come home. Mm-hmm. I'm staying in a hotel right now. Whatever. My house is getting fixed from mold. My, my mm-hmm. listeners know this. It's crazy, but oh I, I drive three minutes to the gym and I'm like, I'm only going to do at least 10 minutes and I get mm-hmm. the results from that and I come home and that's it. And I just feel my day is so much better. I'm happier. I'm nicer to my patients. And, nicer. Exactly. and I know the difference when I don't do it. Exactly. That's what I was just going to say. It's only 10 minutes. And I was going to say, I'm sure you recognize the days that you skip it versus the days that you don't. Yep. Thousand mm-hmm. percent. And you guys, if you're feeling overwhelmed, just start with making your bed. We know yes. like, there's research that just doing that, it changes your neurochemistry. And even I have some clients that I work with where they're just getting started. And I'm like, when you're making your coffee, instead of scrolling on Instagram, like maybe say an affirmation or say a prayer or take three deep breaths. Like just don't touch your phone for a second and just be present with yourself. Like say Mm -hmm. something kind to yourself while you're pouring your coffee. You're not having to add anything in. You already make your coffee. I'm sure. Right. It's no extra time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And then another trick that I like to teach my clients too, is if you really are just feeling completely clueless as to where to start with a morning routine, you want something, I like to do the mind body spirit approach. So do one thing for your mind, one thing for your body and one thing for your spirit. And those things can take a minute a piece. So like, Mm -hmm. you could write something that you're grateful for in your gratitude journal, that's your mind, right? Your body, you can stretch while your coffee is brewing. Again, not adding any time your coffee is going to be brewing, you're going to be standing there anyway. So you might as well do some neck rolls or something like that. And then for your spirit, it depends on what your beliefs are. But for me, it's just checking in the Lord being like, Hey, good morning. Thanks for a new day. Like, how can I serve you today? It just, it's, I feel like people think that things have to take so much time. You have to carve out two hours to have an actual morning routine when in all reality, you don't three Mm -hmm. intentional minutes could change the trajectory of your entire day. What advice would you have for people who maybe they can get the morning routine and consistently, but at the end of the day, it's like they have no willpower anymore. They just, it just, they're, the rest of their day is just messy. Like they don't yeah. have a time where they stop working or they're, like you said, just mindlessly scrolling on Instagram. Evening routines are harder for me personally than morning yeah. routines. Same. I'll be transparent. I have been a lot more disciplined this year than I ever have been because I noticed that I was creeping back into working late and just just like Mm -hmm. habits that aren't really getting me to where I'm trying to go. So I like to have these things that I like to call anchor activities. They're things that I do that just remind me like, okay, we're grounded, we're present. So for one thing that I do every single day, I work from home and I own my own business. So work hours can get cloudy if I don't set them very specifically. So I have a hard stop time of 630. And I have to do a physical act. This is my anchor activity. It's shutting my laptop and shutting my office door, like physically Mm. grabbing the door handle and shutting it. And uh, I know it sounds simple and it is simple. It's literally shutting a door, but it just does something in my mind where I'm like, okay, 
day. Like the door is shut. Like you're clocking out for the day. Exactly. Exactly. So I would say to just get some like specific anchor activities, like two or three that just, they're like checkpoints for you, right? They like make sure, okay, I'm not sitting on the couch watching Netflix for six hours after work. Like I'm doing things that I want to do. So something else, another anchor activity for me is sitting at the, we don't sit at the table. We sit at our little kitchen bar, but my husband and I eat dinner together every night. And it's just Mm -hmm. like a moment to check in. I don't cook. I married a man who can cook. <laughs> Praise the Lord for that. Yes. Um, so he, he, he makes dinner for us and we sit down and that's just another thing. Like my evenings, again, if you know what you're wanting, like the, the focus of your evening to be, then you can create anchor activities that support that. So for me, it's pouring into my relationship, spending time with my loved ones and just being present. So having dinner with my husband, we don't do our phones. Like it's just him and I, and we eat quick. Like we're done with yeah. dinner in 15 or 20 minutes. So it's not like this candlelit thing. Yeah. No, like it's super casual. Usually he just is finished with a workout. So he's in his workout clothes. So it's like we're doing life, but we have these anchors that are just bringing us back to center throughout. Mm, I love that. I was actually going to ask you, like, how do you prioritize your marriage? You've been married for a long time, right? You guys met in high school. Uh, (laughs) Yes, we have been this year, November, we will be together for 15 years, which is bananas because I'm only 31. Um, And yeah, We've been married for, I'm very bad at math, 24, we got married in 2014. So y'all can do the math. Wow. So you're going to be one of those couples that you're going to, you know, be married for 50, 60, 70 years. Yes. And I'm so so excited to grow old with my husband. Let me tell you. Yeah. So how do you guys keep a healthy relationship? Because I know you work together to an extent, right? So yeah, yeah. The relationship and the romance and all of that healthy and just protect that connection. Boundaries, lots and lots of boundaries and clear communication. So for me, we had to, and it hasn't always been this way. Like I told you guys at the beginning of the episode, like our marriage was very stale when I was Mm -hmm. in grad school because I had no boundaries with work and school. Like they were just sucking me dry of all of my time and energy. And I had nothing left to offer to not only my marriage, but my other family members, my friendships. And uh, a quick little story, my husband, he, and this was after I'd started Hustle Sanely. I started Hustle Sanely in September, 2018. And I didn't start doing what I do now because it when I started, I was only making digital planners. I didn't right. have the five keys. Like I was still a workaholic myself, like navigating, getting out of those kinds of habits. And he called me out. He was just like, Hey, I'm getting the crumbs of you at wow. the end of the day. And that was a wake up call. Mm. So that is what sparked me to kind of, and he knows how I am. And I feel like most people, you know, your spouse pretty well, I hope. So he knows how I operate and I know how he operates. I'm way more rigid than him. I need structure. He's more like loosey goosey, go with the flow. Yeah. So I used to be scared to ask him like, Hey, can we schedule date night? Like once a week? Because Mm -hmm. I thought that would just be like too rigid for him. But when I brought it up to him, he was like, oh, absolutely. If that's going to help you not be like frantic and overwhelmed and be present, then Mm -hmm. let's do it. And I feel like a lot of the times people are scared to ask for what they need when your spouse or your partner, they want to support you. Yeah. Because if you flip it, you want to support them. Like you want to be there for them. Definitely boundaries and clear communication and just 
being okay with it being messy as you figure things out. Mm-hmm. Like we, we prioritize a date night once a week, but we don't have like at first, when we first started trying to make our marriage a priority, we would be like, all right, every Tuesday night is date night, like 7 PM. And that just didn't work for us. So like now we're like, all right, we want to have date night once a week. We want to be able to say, yes, we went, we had an intentional date this week. But whenever I'm doing my weekly prep meeting, we look at our schedules together and we're like, all right, what nights are you free? Okay, let's do something this night. Yeah, so it it ebbs and it flows and it keeps it from getting stale. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So just incorporating my husband into my kind of planning and routines was kind of a game changer. And again, I was very apprehensive about it because he's not a planner. Like he doesn't have a planner. He doesn't have a to-do list. Everything's in his brain. And I'm like, good for you. I would literally implode if I was (laughs) just inviting him in, even though it's not something that he does for himself, he's more than happy to support me in doing it because he knows that's what I need to be a peaceful human. So I would just encourage people, don't be afraid to vocalize what you need to your partner even if it isn't anything like what they need. Yes. And I love what I hear is that you really let him be himself. You don't expect him to be like you Mm because if there were two Jess Massey types together, it probably wouldn't go so well. And also (sighs) is your husband's name, is it Adam? Adam. Yeah. So if the two Adams were together, it probably would, nothing would, it just wouldn't have structure. So I just love that. You let the other person be themselves. Yes, 100%. Yeah. So last thing is about the importance of making time for play and for fun. Mm. So you have your Taco Tuesday, right? You've got a ball, I think, right? So how do you prioritize the fun? Because I think a lot of times we see that as if I have time, I'll do this, but that time never comes. Mm -hmm. So I try Mm -hmm. to encourage patients to like every quarter have at least a three day weekend of just vacation. But if you that. could yes. like a week, every quarter, if you structure those in at the beginning of the year and work everything around it, you're going to have time for it. So I think right. even just on a smaller scale, like weekly having time for fun. So how do you recommend for people to start doing that and making it consistent? Yeah. So I feel like having a game plan because and in our new planners that are coming out for 2022, we have a space on the weekly view to write how you're going to rest for the week, rest or play, however you want to view it. Um, I intertwine the two because I feel like that is when we drop the ball and we don't do it because at the end of a long day or at the end of like the days add up and then the week is over and you're sitting down on the couch and you're like, Oh my gosh, like I was just go all week because you don't intentionally carve out that that time and that space. If you don't intentionally carve it out, it's not going to happen. Right. Not only maybe your time is filled because you're quote busy, but also just how you were talking about at the beginning of the episode, maybe you have a really long, hard day at work and you're, you just come in, you sit down and you plop down on the couch. That's not actual rest and play. It's just you being a shell of a human because you're so exhausted. Right. So my biggest tip is just carve out intentional time, make it a part of your routine, do stuff that you're excited about that you don't want to sit on the couch. Like my friends and I, you had you mentioned, we got into pickleball this year and it it's like big ping pong is how we describe it. I've never it. played, but my friends, I have some friends in San Diego and they rave about it. I need to try it. 
It is so fun. It's so addicting. Like we will play three hours and then the lights will go off because we play outdoors and we're like, oh my gosh, okay, I guess we should go home. It's 10 o'clock at night. But it is so much fun. And that's my biggest tip for making play and rest a part of your life is invite people in. Yeah. Like play games with your friends, go to the beach with your girlfriends, go get Starbucks and walk around Target, like whatever your rest, invite people in because number one, it's going to hold you accountable. And number two, you'll be able to pour into relationships and just nurture those. Obviously it's important to have activities set aside, especially for my fellow introverts that are just for you exclusively. But that is just something, including my friends into, like how you said, we do taco Tuesday every single night at our house. And we have a group of friends that come over. I'm just very passionate about community. I think life is so much sweeter when you do it in community. So that's a way to do that is just incorporate it into your regular schedule. Don't wait until the last second and then be like, oh my gosh, what can I do to rest and relax? Because then you have all this pressure on yourself. So like, how do you plan be like, all right, like, wh- how am I feeling this week? What am I wanting to do? Okay, maybe I can do it on Wednesday or Thursday, give yourself a couple options, you know? Yeah. And, and just from a health perspective, the most important thing to focus on for our health is social connection. So we know that mm. people who are socially isolated, it's just as bad. It's actually worse than smoking a pack of cigarettes every day. Yeah, it, There's a ton of research that shows this, that social isolation is worse than smoking a pack of cigarettes every day. And it's worse than never, ever exercising. Gosh. It's a really big risk factor for disease. And of course, with everything that's happened over the past year, mm. it's really affected people's health. So if you can incorporate blocking things together, so maybe you want to get exercise, but it's important that you start to get more connected to other people, maybe do like a weekly hike or like going to workout classes and having that connection. There's ways that you can do it together and it not add stress. And it really can enrich your life in a huge mm-hmm. way that you might not even you know, no until you make that a priority. Yeah. Okay, cool. I want to definitely hear about things that you have up and coming. So you have a new program coming out, right? You have some planners mm-hmm. coming out. So tell us what's coming up. Yes. Lots of hustle, saintly goodness on the horizon. We have uh, in September, we're taking pre-orders for our 2022 paper planners and our very first ever peacefully productive journal. I'm so excited. I've been an avid journaler my whole life. So the fact that we have one that has hustle sanely built into it. I'm just like, Oh my gosh, this is a dream come true. Um, So we have all of those products. And the cool thing about our planners and our journals, yes, you can go to, you know, target or wherever and buy something maybe a little bit more affordable, but the five keys to hustling sanely and HS five are built right into these planners. We put Mm -hmm. so much love and intention into every single product that we create. And it's just really cool to, see people flip open the pages of their planners and be able to start implementing the five keys to hustling sanely without stressing out about it. Cause it's all laid out for them right in their planner and in their journal, like all those check-in meetings that I briefly touched on, like the monthly check-in meeting, the weekly prep meeting, the quarterly, like all those are built cool. into both the planners and the journals. Yeah, it's really cool. And then we have a new course coming out in the fall. Um, we don't have a date scheduled yet, but it will be this fall called how to create your peacefully productive schedule. And it's basically going to be breaking down everything that I talked about, but in detail. So going, Mm -hmm. taking you from the yearly to the quarterly, to the monthly, to the weekly, to the daily. So I'm very excited about that. It's going to teach people how to use the products, the planner and the journal together, 
But what I'm really aiming to do is people who have maybe their own systems in place already. I know people get very diehard for planners mm. that they've you know been using for years. And I understand that. So I like to teach people how to implement how to live a hustle sanely lifestyle, even without the tools necessarily. So that's the game plan with the course. Yes, I love that. So for mm-hmm. listeners who want to buy the products or do the programs, how can they do that? Everything lives at jessicamassey.com. Okay. And it's M-A-S-S-E-Y, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Amazing. Oh my goodness. I'm so excited for all of that. I definitely want to get the planner. I'm a journaler and a planner lover. Oh my too, gosh. I find that I stopped using a planner because I don't love it. I'm like, I have gotten so many DMs this year. Like I was blown away because I've never, I am always, I'll find a planner and then just stick it out for the year. So I didn't know that was a thing that mm-hmm. happened. I have received so many DMS from people like this is the first time I've ever used a planner for six months consecutively. Cause it's July, whenever we're having this conversation, it's just, that makes my heart so happy because that's my goal. It's not a planner that's going to collect dust on your bookshelf. And you're like, that was a good thought. It's something yeah. that people are actually excited to use because not only is it beautiful, but it's so functional. So that mm-hmm. is seriously music to my ears. Yeah, totally. And I was showing my best friend, the digital planner and I was and just like mm-hmm. how beautiful it's really pretty too. I, I have to Give a shout out to my oh, your designer, designer girl. Claire. That's all yes. her. Yeah, I hand draw everything on my <laughs> computer paper with a black pen, and I'm like, "Can you make this pretty? Help me!" Wow, <laughs> she gets your brain. That's a yes, gift. Yes, totally. Sure. <laughs> so good. Well, thank you so much for all the hard work that you do, and for giving people just inspiration of how they can do things better and in a way oh, that absolutely. enriches their life. So, really appreciate all the hard work that you do, and for gracing us with your presence, making the time yeah, for us. Thank you thank so you much. for having me on. And a bigger thank you for being a part of the Hustle Sainly community. You know that my online community is such a big piece of my heart. And mm-hmm. just knowing that you're a part of it just makes my heart really happy. Yes, I, I rave about it. And I highly recommend it for, <laughs> for anyone who needs to just, I don't know, just thrive going mm-hmm. from surviving to thriving and joining. Yeah. I see you as someone who enjoys her life. And that's something a lot of people don't do. Anyway, kudos to you, girl. Thank you again. And we will talk to you soon. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Dr. Low Radio. Thank you so much for joining us. And for more after the show, you can head over to drlowshow.com where you can find the show notes. Be sure to subscribe to the show and share with all your friends. And please head over to iTunes and leave the show a five-star review and leave a comment. I read each and every one and they warm my heart. Thank you so much again for joining us. I promise to keep bringing you fun, inspiring, empowering content. Until next time, lots of love, and I'll talk to you soon.